Welcome back in to Talking Catholic with David O'Gray. I am David O'Gray and we are talking Catholic about this book by Deacon Harold Burke Sivers called Father Augustus Toten. And we'll begin right after this eight second introduction to Talking Catholic, giving you just enough time to like, subscribe and share. I see you soon. Now, as some of you know, I've been involved with promoting the intercession of Father Augustus Toten um, for, for many years. I, I worked with Bishop Perry in uh, Dark Diocese of Chicago to create a novena to Father Augustus Toten. And my publishing company, St. Dominic's Media, has been sponsoring a website devoted to that novena to Father Augustus Toten at totennovena.org. And we continue to pray that the love of God compels more and more people to draw upon the intercession of Father Augustus Tolson. So um, last year when I was speaking at a conference hosted by Our Sorrowful Mother's Ministry in Vidalia, Illinois, um, check out that ministry, awesome ministry. I, I went to their bookstore and I saw this book, which I, I knew Deacon Harold had written and I knew he was a gifted writer because I also have this book, Behold the Man, A Catholic Vision of Male Spirituality, um, which he, by the way, um, signed for me. <laughs> um, so, so given my devotion to, to Father Gus Tolton and knowing the deacon, I had to buy this book. But I was a little confused because I, I know the life of Father Gus Tolton and I know that there's not enough there to write a nearly 200 page book. Even even as someone like me who has written a few history books um, and knowing full well that the tools a person could use to stretch out historical narrative. You just can't get 200 pages out of a life of a man who didn't write very much and who did not live a very long life. So there's a little bit of mystery involved when I started reading this book. What, what did the deacon do? Did he find some new information about uh, Father Gus Tolson's life or something? You know, I didn't know. So in chapter one of this book called um, 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 Father Gus Tolson, a short biography, that's what it's called. Deacon Harold nails it down right there. Um, Augustus Tolson was born in slavery on August 1st, 1854. His family escaped slavery in Missouri to Quincy, Illinois via the Underground Railroad. Um, as a kid, he worked in a tobacco factory. And after work, he was taught to read and write by the English and German Catholic priests and nuns. Um, he became an altar server. He memorized the Latin language liturgy at, at um, the Rite of Trent. At age 16, he received his first communion, discovered his vocation, which was nurtured by some good priests. But he had faced rejection. I'm going to American seminaries and American religious orders due to a disability he had all, all of his life. Uh, his disability was called being a black man in America. <laughs> so after eight years of setback, after heartbreaking setback, which have, would have, which have caused, I think, most men to give up. Augustus Totin was finally accepted in a seminary in Rome in 1880 and was ordained in 1886. And after a brief world tour where he was distinguished as the first black Catholic American priest, um, he moved back to Quincy, Illinois and was assigned his own parish. So that's chapter one for the most part. And what Deacon Harold does from there um, in the next five chapters is something really cool. He has um, overcoming racism, um, building strong families, the power of prayer, the culture of life and the meaning of human suffering, freedom of God's mercy, um, all, the, all his chapters uh, as topics um, that he uses to contextualize um, both in our present time and during the time of Father Augustus Toten, and then talks about how the events in Toten's life 
um, have something of value to contribute to that discussion. That's awesome. Uh, for example, I'll give you a couple examples. For example, in chapter one, Building Strong Families, um, Deacon Harrow contrasts the slave parents, that is men and women who had children during slavery. He contrasts them with modern parents. The former group in Augustine's time, for the most part, Deacon Harrow notes, were illiterate, um, uneducated, uh, and were living in society that expected both nothing of them and lived in an environment where they expected to believe that whites were the superior race. So since they were neither, um, uh, since they were either illiterate or expected to be illiterate or it would cost them their life, it was difficult for them to pass on, or even learn their faith or pass it on to their children. And then Deacon Harrell compares uh, that to parents to today who are also poorly catechized and therefore are unable to articulate even the basics of the faith to pass on their children. In both cases, but for vastly different reasons, he states, um, Deacon states that parents have outsourced their responsibility to raising their children in the faith to Catholic schools and to parish uh, religious groups. And, that, and that's inadequate. Um, parents should be catechized and know their faith and be able to pass it on their children, both in words and actions. And then in chapter six, another example is called Freedom and God's Mercy. Deacon Harrell, he brutally deconstructs the idea of liberation theology and its preferential option for a, a type of political based class structural class um, struggle religion and this mandate to lift up the poor and oppressed by creating an enemy of their oppressors. Liberation theology is stupid. Of course, but of course, Father Augustus Tolton, he, he came along decades before liberation theology um, became a flavor today. But, but Deacon Harrell uses that topic to discuss what type of priest Father um, Tolton viewed himself as. Uh, for, uh, for as long as the Catholic Church has been in America, it has always maintained very low expectations for black Catholics, even religious orders, which were created by white Catholics for consecrated black Catholics were given missions to serve just the black community, just that narrow community. They, they weren't ever given a mission to serve all Catholics or all people, just, just black Catholics, just black people. In, in, a, in a country where, where blacks are marginalized and, and given very low expectations, they unfortunately found that same prescription in the Catholic church. And yet Father Gustav told him, he, he did not see himself as such, you know, Deacon Harold, he, he knows here, that he did not see himself as a priest just for black people. He viewed himself as a priest for all people, for all people. And that, that's how, how it should be. That's suspected a white priest, so why not black Catholics? Now, related to this, back to chapter one, Deacon Harold records how Father Gustav Tolson's first parish assignment at St. Joseph Catholic Church in Quincy, Illinois, was created to serve the black Catholics of Quincy. But due to Tolson's reputation of being a holy man and his ability to preach very well, um, St. Joseph became a very popular destination for, for Sunday Mass, both for black Catholics and white Catholics. Well, until it became news to white Catholics that they did not actually fulfill their Sunday obligation by going to St. Joseph's Catholic Church. So not long after that tension between Father Tolton and, and this priest who felt that Tolton was stealing his flock, Tolton was um, Jim Crowed by his own bishop. He was told that he can only minister to blacks. And this incident um, led to Father Tolton appealing to Rome to relocate to the Archdiocese of Chicago, where, again, he faced the same situation as he did in Quincy, being given another Jim Crow parish. By Jim Crow, I mean a, a black Catholic church created for the purpose of segregating black Catholics away from white Catholics because it's sensible and good, they thought. 
for, for the races to be kept apart because the inferiors, the superiors should not be ha having to mingle with the, the inferior race, right? So, but this, this part of Father Augustus Tolson's life always bothered me. When I was coming to age, my, my grandmother, Minnie, always told me that if I wanted to get anywhere in life, I had to be twice as good as white folk, right? As she called them. And I believed her. And some of the evidence that I saw when I was young bore witness to the fact that that was true. And so coming to adulthood, I, I sheltered myself from, from, from that thing. Uh, from, from one year in high school, I even transferred to another school, another side of town, because it's predominantly black. But the joke was on me the year later when both of the schools merged. Um, I went to a predominantly black university, and after I graduated, while I was still working in my, my, undergrad, my, my undergraduate degree in that field, um, I worked um, at only predominantly black universities. And it was not, um, it, it, I, I would say it was not because I didn't want to compete with whites. I love competition. You should know that about me. But I just didn't think I should have to. And I always felt that if I worked harder than whites, just to get the same thing that successful whites had, that it seemed to me that I would be working my butt off just for white approval. And that, 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 why would I do that? So by segregating myself and Jim Crowing myself, my, my thought was that at least around people who look like me, who share, who share my experience, I would just be, I would be treated as equal and simply judged by my own merits. Now, decades later, I, I still believe what my, my grandmother says still applies to many areas of American life. Black people still do have the word twice already to get the same um, success as whites. And even in a Catholic church, I think that's the case. Nothing is given, everything is earned, and I still believe that I'm, I think I think I do work three times as hard as mo most people in my sales career as a sales professional. And even as a Catholic author and publisher, I think I work harder than most. But I don't do it because I'm trying to, um, I'm, I'm black trying to get what whites have or I'm trying to get white approval. But I do it just because I love progress. I love progress because I don't believe in limits. So progress astounds me because I don't know where it's going to lead. So the idea that Father Tolton would be uh, marginalized and given limits by his own bishop and have his ministry segregated in Jim Crow and not fight or even endure that test with humility has always troubled me because it sounded a lot like me. <laughs> it sounds like something I would do. It sounds like something I would normally do without even much thought because I hate when people put limits on me. Limits are an enemy to progress. So I would have left as well in a heartbeat or I would have fought the bishop um, on his own racism. So so that is why that part of Father Augustus Holton's life um, always rubbed me the wrong way. It may sound weird, but I do not like the saints to remind me myself. I don't. I want the saints to be different and make better decisions than I would. I know that's silly. right? But I know how human or how natural I can be at times. And, and I like to look up to the saints to inspire me to be superhuman or inspire me to be, to be a supernatural version of myself. So, so that, that is basically how the, the book is structured and how we ended up with a 200-page Austin read. And, and, I, and uh, it really is. It really is. And I recommend you pick up a copy of this book. It was published by EWTM Publishing. And you can find it anywhere online or order online at your favorite Catholic bookstore or in a store. Matter of fact, if you're a Catholic bookstore, if they don't have this book on their shelves, they're doing their clientele a disservice. Tell them David L. Gray said that, right? <laughs> so this has been Talking Catholic with David L. Gray. Make sure you guys um, 
like, subscribe, and share. As always, I'm looking forward to your comments below. But until then, and until next time, blessings and shalom to you and to yours.